Welcome back, everyone, to another Eat Speed podcast, the most delicious podcast of the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. It is barbecue day on the Eat Speed podcast. The Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival is coming up. One of the big events is the Ring of Fire. And our guest today from Panther City Barbecue, Chris Magallanes and Ernest Morales. Hello. Hey, Hello, how y'all doing? Uh, Chris, you're going to tell us about, I mean, you come in here smelling like barbecue. I thought and, I smelled a little smoke. I'm oh, man. I mean, <laughs> you come in here, sm- and you bring no brisket, no sausage, <laughs> no, but you he, come in here bringing nothing but tantalized, you know, just, just tantalizing uh, aroma. That's how we get you guys to come out. You know? We do a little tease <laughs> with the barbecue aroma, but uh, yeah, that's the barbecue life. About six days a week, you're going to catch us smelling like smoke. Now, what do you... you uh, t- a lot of people, first of all, want to know now what's Panther City. I know Panther City is where Heim used to be. Sure. And tell, you know, tell us about Panther City. Sure. So we've been in our current location going on 14 months now. Uh, we took a shot at renting out the trailer once it became available. That's for lease. Pennsylvania and Hattie, or South Main and, South Main and Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania and Hattie. Yeah. Correct. We're just about one block east of uh, Main Street at the Republic Street Bar. And so we rented the spot out about 14 months ago to give it a shot, and uh, things have been working out pretty well for This us. was the corner where people used to, like one Saturday, people lined up for Heim all the way out across the freeway bridge. They were... Uh, you know, they were up uh, across the Hattie Bridge all the way to the other side lined up for Heim. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, took a risk going in that location. Uh Knowing that we would you know, get, took a uh, risk, you knew it was a good location. <laughs> we knew it was a good location, but you know you're going to get the comparisons right away. Are we trying to recreate that magic? And uh, we have been doing barbecue for some time, doing our own thing. So we we figured we were up to the task to take a shot at it. Well, so. Panther City is one of the big name barbecue restaurants that's going to be in the Food and Wine Festival. Steve, I was trying to just count up. I think there are twelve barbecue restaurants that are growing or expanding somehow. Uh, have you been keeping up with all these new places? It, it's, you know, like a new trend. You know, we had donuts going on, you know, for the last couple of months, and now it seems like uh, we're having people from Austin actually moving up here to do barbecue. Well, the, the, uh, the guys from Austin um, they are coming up to do the old Kenneth's True Pit barbecue, and uh, that's going to be the new Goldie's south of Kennedale, which is uh, Dylan Taylor, uh, friends from Austin who are, who are going Elaine Mill and Johnny White. They were at La Barbecue, Terry Black's, Micklethwaite. They're coming up to go out in the country by Kennedale. That's some pretty good barbecue cred, guys. It is. It is. Uh, those guys know what they're doing. Who do you think really started this barbecue boom? How did this this whole, I don't want to call it a fad, how did it get started? You know, I think uh, a lot of the guys you're seeing now come through Fort Worth. They have been doing their thing for a while, whether it was in another form of competition barbecue or uh, underground pop-ups, as they call it. And I think just, you know, seeing the, the barbecue in the media has given them the courage to go out and do their own thing. How did you all get started? Uh, pretty much through competition barbecue. Uh, that led to caterings and requests to do company functions, private functions, family functions, uh, to the point where it kind of took over. We had to make a decision to to go f- uh, full bore with it or quit doing it to stay at our day job. So how long have you been doing catering? Uh, we've been doing it since 2014, which is when we started competition okay. barbecue. Competition barbecue, and then this is your truck barbecue right this is our this is our uh, more of a craft barbecue style and uh we started panther city barbecue the full name in 2014 and uh kind of changed that style we were doing corporate functions and and lunches to start with how chris how do you all explain and we're talking with panther city barbecue here coming up on the mm-hmm. fort worth food and wine festival how do you explain when people say what makes your barbecue different from the barbecue we've always had at uh, at 
cousins or angelos or railhead or dickies right i think a lot of it is just the cuts of meat that we start with uh, we 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 use a prime brisket um and then we smoke it with an offset smoker uh 100 post oak smoke so everything is is off of that offset smoker we don't use any any other kind of smoker to, to uh, cook our meats with so i think that just sets us apart just a little bit people get the idea because you're in the old heim location mm-hmm. that you're like heim or your meats like heim mm-hmm. what's similar and what's different from what uh, what the heim family has uh, moved over to magnolia about to right. move over to robert's cutoff and and uh, succeed with Right. I think the similarities are a lot of what Travis started with, with the offset smoker, more of a Central Texas-style barbecue, what they call craft barbecue. Um, there's a lot of people doing that. You know, uh, we really weren't in the limelight doing it more for friends and family and the corporate function, so we weren't really out in the public eye doing that, although we have been doing it for some time. So I think the similarities, once we came onto the spot there, we got a lot of the comparisons because a lot of the, the style and the flavors were similar. Um, we also, I think the, the difference is we blend a little bit of Tex-Mex style into it. Uh, a couple of our popular items are the brisket elote, which mm-hmm. we actually do a Mexican street corn cup. Right. Topped with brisket. Brisket on top. Queso fresco and hot sauce and garnish it with a lime and jalapeno. Uh, that's been a pretty big hit. Uh, we've also been doing the brisket and barbacoa tacos for a while. And then we also took one of the Himes original favorites, which was the... Uh, pork belly burn in we don't cure it like bacon right but we actually took it a step further and put that on a jalapeno popper with cream cheese and wrap that in bacon that's been one of our big hits well now the uh, of course this kind of blending of the taqueria craze the mm. barbecue craze is what's coming in now flores is coming in from right. whitney at clear fork and, and you know his family he has uh, san marcos luling lockhart barbecue sure. cred and then he has south texas family that's bringing him all the uh, carnitas and, and the, the uh, pico and the, the mm-hmm. salsas and uh, he makes a uh, this is florist barbecue which will open a truck uh, in a month or so at clear fork and will soon be building at clear fork so is this is the big melding you know brisket and tacos mm-hmm. most of my life were things that everybody enjoyed but we right. didn't necessarily enjoy together right and now brisket tacos are a big deal. is this the next thing in barbecue to have and what do you call it do you call it you just tex-mex barbecue or what do you call yeah, it yeah I, I think so you know I, I think it's just just coming into the public eye more it's something that we've done for years in our backyard and uh as people are accepting that a little bit more actually going out into the flavors if you if you were to offer somebody beef cheek years mm-hmm. ago they might kind of shy away from it just from the name of it mm-hmm. but it's, it's actually becoming one of the the popular staples in in texas barbecue right now so mm-hmm. i think it's just more uh, people are more accepting of it as people start to roll it out on their menus okay ernest steve y'all have been kind of quiet Ernest, what, what do you think about what you've been hearing about the uh, kind of where barbecue's at what's bringing all this uh barbecue taco all this crazy stuff all together i like it <laughs> what, what did you like doing first were you a, a have you been a barbecue guy all backyard along? cooking fajitas tablitas stuff like that and so this was something you all just cook for yourselves or yeah we'd, we'd uh, uh cook for ourselves and with family cousins uh, how long have you been a a team a team uh me and chris and i yeah uh since 2000 what i'd say 13 13 which are you better at oh what do you mean mm, tacos burritos cabrito carnitas tacos is the best anything anything but chicken anything but chicken <laughs> yeah, he can burn, burn some chicken he can burn some chicken <laughs> that's why it ain't on our menu yeah <laughs> steve you're a great barbecue guy what do you think about all the new stuff everything we're hearing it's like a 
barbecue revolution here. It's kind of, we always run a little behind here in Fort Worth. It seems like, you know, when sushi came. You had to go to Dallas for sushi. Right. And then we finally got it. But, you know, it's already gone. You know, the, you know everybody else is already, well, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's nothing. But barbecue's been kind of like that. We've all had the standbys for such a long time, but this whole new influx of new barbecue. So here's the list I found. And y'all tell me who I left out. Okay. Heim is opening. 5333 White Settlement Road will be the new, the second Heim. Uh, Panther City is building a brick and mortar at the location where your truck is. Is that right? That's right. We broke ground just uh, the beginning of this month. Flores is, will open in April as a truck at Clear Fork. 407 Barbecue, which is near Argyle, has moved to a much bigger location there by the, uh, the gun store and the shooting arcade. Hard 8 is building a location in barbecue in Burleson, in Barbecueson. <laughs> the, uh, that'll be right there on I-35. Uh, Rudy's is building just north of that, so Hard Eight and Rudy's. Derek Allen's, he's been putting on this whole YouTube series about uh, starting up his barbecue restaurant, finding a location, getting it built. You can find Derek Allen's on YouTube. Uh, you can't find him yet at 1116 8th Avenue. He's not open yet, but it, he's got a lot of YouTube episodes up. Not Just Q is at the food hall at Crockett Row. That was a big uh, Dallas food truck at the uh, at the uh, downtown park in Dallas, and now they have a their they're the barbecue and the food hall at Crockett Row, and they're doing a good job. Joe Risky from The Family has his own operation at Wild Acre Brewing on Friday and Saturday. Hurtado Barbecue is a division brewing in Arlington. Zavala's Barbecue in Grand Prairie has stepped up to a bigger location that Saturday's. And then Green's is from the Green family that, ha- that, that has always had North Main Barbecue. Some of the in-laws still have North Main Barbecue in Euless, but Don Green has his own truck. Uh, out on Euless Boulevard. So I think those are all small batch, um, you know, craft barbecue. Right. And Bricks has been doing like... And uh, Bricks. Yeah, yeah. they've been doing little pop-ups everywhere. They kind of lost their location. Bricks was at Americado and we're waiting for them to come back. And did I leave anybody out? Smiley's up in Ponder. Okay, Smiley's in Ponder. Tell me about that. Right, that's Brendan Lamb. Uh, He came from La Barbecue in Austin. Okay. And uh, he has tried to work, been working into the Fort Worth scene. A couple of things fell through, but now he secured a spot in Ponder and he's going full bore. He's actually got 2,000 gallon smokers he's cooking on up there. Ponder is a good meat town. You go up there and go to Ranchman's Cafe and steaks and chicken fried steak and that's a good place for barbecue. So we have, I think that makes 13 places. Yeah, which, it, it, like I said, it's kind of late because, uh, you know, Austin probably has twice that right around it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we we, we got to get started. I mean, right. we got to start sometime. I mean, <laughs> you say it's late. I mean, you know, we're not late. It's just, it just means that, uh, you know, is there anything, okay, like Jamie Gear says he can't build enough pits right. for all the barbecue restaurants to try and open. He's, he used to have like a six-month back supply right. of pits and now he's on like a three-week uh, you know uh, lapse i mean that's that's how he can't uh, he, he's going to come to the point pretty soon where he can't fill pit orders as fast as people are opening restaurants what's right. fallen short is there some like are people out like hijacking potato salad trucks or something so that <laughs> everybody has enough side dishes what's going on out there well you know uh, as far as the uh, the commercial barbecue world right now if you look at the backlog on barbecue pits uh, which the tank style is popular right now you're running into the same deal with the backlog with Moberg smokers we've got a very good uh, local builder here Dennis Roach with uh, El Cucaracho smokers. Uh, you've got you've got guys supplying Texas barbecue pits as far as Georgia with primitive pits. They've actually got a pretty good foothold here in Texas. So I mean, you're, you're seeing that with these 500 and 1,000 gallon tanks as, as far as a backlog too going into 2020 for having a smoker built. 
What do you guys think has triggered all this interest in barbecue? I mean, yeah, barbecue's good. We've right. always loved it. We've always argued about who had the best. Sure. But why suddenly is this great outpouring of, I mean, I, I hesitate to call it the, the hipster barbecue boom, sure. but the, the, the bro barbecue that, that's right. uh, hitting everywhere. What's cause of that? Yeah, it, it, you know, that's a tough one to pinpoint, but I think a lot of it is just the confidence these guys are seeing. The more they see, the more guys that are getting the confidence to step out and do it because there's there's a million people putting out great barbecue in their backyard. Right. They're just not stepping out of their backyard. Right. Um, because of what it takes, you know, it's it, it's great to prepare all week to, to cook the perfect brisket on your vacation day, but when you try to do that four or five, six days a week, <laughs> it's a totally different monster. So, uh, you know, I think you have these younger guys that actually have the flexibility to get out and try that and and, and venture out to try to do that four or five days a week. Um, you know, guys are starting out with a small underground pop-up, sacking that money away and trying to save up for their next bigger pit or mm-hmm. for their food truck um, where they can have low overhead and actually venture out and try to be an entrepreneur and come up with their, their own business. You know, it, it is really amazing, and it really is, like you say. I mean, there are people with – you know mbas you know bachelor's master's degrees who came out and you know they wanted to be a banker they wanted to be a developer they wanted to to do something in finance and they come out and they get a truck and you know they they get to smoking and they you know they uh you know all of a sudden they they've got they 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 get a truck and they put up 12 videos and all of a sudden they've got a following that's true very true so So, uh like you said you got started with competition barbecue right has a lot of the other people started that way too uh, some of them have uh-huh. some of them have but it, they're two totally different worlds uh, oh yeah competition <laughs> barbecue you know if you took two or three bites of it you might make yourself sick with everything it's pumped full of mm-hmm. because you're looking for that one bite wow with the judges oh yeah i'm uh, a actually a certified uh, kansas city barbecue judge okay yeah but you know, you know <laughs> he's, he's being quiet but he knows the uh, stuff <laughs> but you know a lot of those things from the competition mm-hmm. world help uh, when you're presenting when you're you're plating your mm-hmm. food in the uh, the commercial sale industry with the barbecue, uh, making your food look good and presentable because we're in a social media world where that one perfect picture or brisket or a beef rib mm-hmm. is going to bring bring people to your establishment. Mm-hmm. So if you can use some of those tricks that you've learned, it definitely helps. Yeah, and the, the ribs, I know when we were, you know, I actually took like a class, you know, they gave you a class right. to, and they kind of... Uh, they don't want the fall off the bone in competition, right. but a lot of people like it to be fall off the bone. So. Right. In competition, they want the perfect bite. Uh-huh. They want to see a bite mark in it, whereas in that may be a little bit too tough at your local restaurant. You may want it to fall mm-hmm. off the bone. So, mm-hmm. you know, you find a happy medium in there. Right. But mm-hmm. For sure. Where did you like to go for barbecue before you had your own place? Uh, I think, you know, here in Fort Worth... Uh, I grew up on Cousins. I grew up in the southwest side of Fort Worth. I went to Southwest High School. I was right Great. down the street from Cousins, and that's where I grew up. Great b- brisket tradition. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I grew up on the chopped sandwich <clears throat> there, uh, and that was my thing. Once I discovered the craft barbecue, my things down in Austin, uh, La Barbecue and mm-hmm. Valentina's Tex-Mex Barbecue, mm-hmm. uh, really opened my eyes. They were the first ones to open my eyes to a different world of barbecue. Mm-hmm. You have a favorite? Me, Angelo's. Angelo's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like D'Angelo. You know, the, the, the guys at Angelo's are always friendly. They're always ready to help I you. I worked there also. So you worked at Angelo's, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and it's Tommy who's been there at the counter forever, yeah. right? Tommy. Um, who else was there? Jason, you know, the only, he's uh-huh. there now. Uh-huh. Uh, Tim. Tim was there, still there. Well, you know, it means something to me that Angelo's – uh, I mean, the railhead is good, and the railhead, mm-hmm. everybody likes the railhead, but it, that Angelo's has this, like, 
your credit being the real legacy that mm-hmm. uh, Angelo's was a place that 70 years everybody's been talking about. Right? Yeah, look, they're a little little spicier sometimes yeah. than at this <laughs> sell that beer, right? And we're still <laughs> fans. You'll, you'll find Ernie and myself uh-huh. eating those places regularly. In fact, mm-hmm. today we had lunch at Sammy's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, we love to give it back. And this know, is the new Sammy's that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's returned on Belknap that mm-hmm. uh, the guys who used to have the smoke pit now run Sammy's. Yeah. Was it, it, how's it holding up? Yeah, good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. So we enjoyed it. Um, you know, you're always going to find us in the local establishments eating barbecue. Everybody's got their new twist now on beans and coleslaw and sal- uh, you know the the one thing about the, the new place, all these salads, these sides are great too. The banana pudding and oh, yeah. everything they've got. Well, let's talk about the food and wine festival mm-hmm. for just a minute. The Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival is coming up April 4th through April 7th, and you know, folks, I know this sounds expensive. A ticket for the weekend of the Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival is four hundred fifty dollars. But believe me, you get a lot of food. Mm-hmm. And so that's like four days of food, some of it uh, morning, noon, and night, uh, those days. And you get a lot of it. tremendous, uh, exciting food from a lot of great Fort Worth vendors. It's something that people come to town for so they can hang out. I mean, there are food festivals all over the country. People come to Fort Worth for barbecue and tacos and, and spicy food. And so that's what we're giving them here in Fort Worth. So this event is the Ring of Fire. Talk about that. Right, so the Ring of Fire is a little twist on what they've done in past years. It used to be uh, just like a barbecue event. Right, it used to be called the, the Pitmaster's Picnic, and it was geared just to straight barbecue, um, which when you get that many people in, in one place, you know, sometimes brisket after brisket after brisket at each table can, you know, mm-hmm. it's too much brisket, mm-hmm. right? right? If that's a thing, you know, that's it's great for me. But uh, this year they're actually calling it Ring of Fire and gearing it a little bit more towards exotic or live fire cooking. Uh, so you're going to see some pretty crazy and cool things out there. It's April 7th, and it's in the afternoon from 2 to 4. Now, there are 22 chefs, and um, so it's all fire of all kinds, from meats to, to fired pizza and a live band. And, uh, you know, it's uh, just all about everything that's that's open fire cooking I'm, of I'm all kinds. I'm curious what Hans is going to do. You know, he, he, the Swiss pastry shop is going to be there. He's going to have some open fire quiche on <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, that, that black forest cake. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think Hans will probably have his uh, his cheesesteak. He's got mm-hmm. a smoked cheesesteak okay, out there. Yeah, so he'll have something like that. And he does, a, he does a good burger out there. It's mm-hmm. a $65 ticket, and there's still tickets available. So it's two to four on april 7th are there any of the other events that you're thinking about going to the other events at the food festival are uh, tacos and tequila oh it's just gonna mention one thing before we leave the barbecue oh, yeah. uh, i was just last year when i went to the barbecue event that they had with um i ran into this couple that had these uh, boxes with them and they were just walking along and instead of uh, instead of you know going in one line and going to eat their barbecue and then go back in their line they just took the box and they filled the box up so they had a box full of barbecue and then they sat down and, and ate everything yes how could they remember which was which i don't know but they seemed to they, they you know i i talked to them a little bit we i actually shot a little video with with uh, one of them and uh, she explained the whole box concept with her and she goes and the thing that really upset them is when they were done they tried to give their box to somebody and nobody wanted it oh no that's a, that's a good pro tip for a for a food festival uh-huh. Take your cardboard flat or you know copy paper the box top, yeah, and perfect. You can, yeah, so you can really do some damage with one of those. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh, with the what you would uh, have like uh, you know six packs of coke in you know the, the box like, you know the flat box part mm-hmm. like that, and they just walked around like a little tray and they just filled up all the you know the, with all the barbecue. Get all there. the barbecue you can. And yeah, then, especially and if it's. Um, Especially get there early, right before the lines start getting that big. Right, there are VIP tickets mm-hmm. 
to many of the events that allow you to come early but even if you come with a regular crowd you're still going to have you know the main event is on uh, is on april 5th at night and that is more than 100 vendors uh, chefs wines beers uh, you know craft that's a 125 dollar ticket that's like the, are you are you going to that uh, i believe so yeah, yes we are that, that's the big are you cooking you're not cooking it no day. no <laughs> so and then you have desserts after dark late that night there's a dessert event that's from 9 to 11 on april 5th and that is uh, cocktails and uh, you know all the desserts have to use tx whiskey it's at the mm-hmm. tx whiskey whiskey ranch and so you have 16 pastry chefs and 14 bartenders mm-hmm. who are going to have 16 desserts and 14 drinks with tx whiskey now let's think that's 30 desserts or drinks with tx whiskey it's a 60 dollar ticket that's really pretty good so that's your late night uh, tx whiskey adventure and uh, tx whiskey is you know a little sweet too it has sweet vanilla it's kind of vanilla yeah, yeah. right so it uh, it should go good with desserts right uh then you have a culinary event uh the next morning that is all the brunches that they they took all the brunch uh, event that used to be called rise and dine and they took it they expanded to like a tasting tent beer garden courtyard a lot of morning events most of this this year is at the heart of the ranch it's at the uh, have you all been over to clear fork to see the heart yes of the ranch? we actually pers- uh participated last year in the and the wine fest at that location and how does that look what what kind of a setup do you have over there? uh so it's uh, pretty much a, a clearing surrounded by trees out there so you've got some trails that lead into that a lot of nice trees a lot of grass areas yeah, for us. for all of you who hear Clear Fork and think Neiman's, this is not in Neiman's. No, no, you're not going to be next to the shops. You're actually <laughs> going to be in more of a park setting. Yeah, the, nice cattle, trees. the cattle ranch and the the cattle and the coyotes are about four blocks behind That's Neiman's. Right. So, <laughs> and there there is a coyote who lives out in the center of the circle out there. When you're going around, there's a coyote in the middle. He'll probably be pretty active around barbecue. Yeah, if like he that. gets too close to a pit master, he might end up <laughs> on a pit. Yeah, they've been using that location for the what's it burgers and blue burgers burgers brews and, and, and blues, blues yeah, is they, the name of it and they've been right. using it you know for i don't know for almost forever i think yeah, that's for on that for that location that's on april 6 burgers brews and blues so you have burger events brunch events barbecue events you have a little bit of everything in fort worth and this is a 450 dollars ticket for the whole weekend all the food and drink or you can the individual events are 60 70 dollars a piece mm-hmm. yeah i think on the, the burgers ones is the one usually sells out first yeah, yeah. i think it, it looks like right now tickets are still available to all the events so you can pick up whatever uh what yeah they, they are all still available as we're as we're recording this podcast they're all still available mm-hmm. so and we're still a couple of weeks away from the festival What's cool about the festival? What's 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 cool about being involved in this? I think uh, uh, a lot of the camaraderie with the, the other chefs from around Fort Worth and other places that come in as well, uh, just being able to cook along with them and then also being able to give back to the culinary community. Um, you know, it's what the the food fest is behind and and what it stands for. You know, the all the barbecue that's coming in for the Ring of Fire. Is there one particular that's from out of town that you're really wanting to try or haven't tried? I think Black's is always, uh, (laughs) like I said, we're always fans of barbecue. So Uh when we get to rub elbows and cook next to these guys, you know, Mm -hmm. it sounds weird, but we are still a little starstruck with Uh getting to cook next to these guys. Uh, Last couple of times he's been doing this, uh, you know, I guess maple uh, glaze glaze, glaze. uh, sausage thing in a donut hole thing. But I, I, you know, I'm wondering if he's going to try something different this year because yeah, he did that well, like sure. uh, two years in a row now. Right. Yeah. It's it's good stuff. But what uh, what uh, sausage are you using at Panther City? 
Uh, right now, we're using it's our own recipe, but we're having it made out of Waco right now, out of a sausage house in Waco. Sausage is one place that, I mean, the quality of brisket has gone up 100% in North Texas over the past few years. The quality of sausage has gone up like 500%. It, it's crazy. The, the things they're doing with sausage now, the ingredients they're putting into them, there's actually down in Austin, Houston area, they're having what's called Sausage Wars, which yeah. is going to be a, a, a new event down uh-huh. there based around sausage. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy things. It's it's good stuff. So. Yeah, up here we've had our Hans Miller and things like that for years, and now we're finally getting excited about Texas sausage. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Steve, I know we want to talk about any other food news, any other dining news of the week. Connor Rosso is coming to downtown Arlington to Urban Union. Mm-hmm. So Neapolitan Pizza will be right there next to the Tipsy Oak in the brewery. Uh-huh. So um, that's the big news in Arlington. We have that on, uh, on DFW.com. Uh, the Press Waffle folks from over at Crockett Row, we talked about not just Q at Crockett Row, mm-hmm. but Press Waffle from Crockett Row will actually be on Shark Tank on Shark ABC Tank. Sunday yeah. night. You want to see if they can expand and mm-hmm. uh, spread their Press Waffles nationwide. Yeah, it was kind of, uh, I had one at the opening of the of the uh, food court, and or we call it food hall. Food hall. I call it the food barn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, food hall. Food barn near the cattle barn. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, it, it was almost like having a strawberry shortcake. Yeah, uh, it, you know, it, it reminded me of that that than a waffle. Although the waffle was crispy, but uh, but it uh, was really desserty. Well, and Chef Tim Love on Twitter when he saw this, he said they should have come on my show. We would have given them some startup money because. You know, everybody loves Press Waffle and what mm-hmm. they're doing. It's one of the best places in Crockett Row. You, you said you'd been at Abe Froman's the pizza. Right, right. Very good stuff. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. it was that a deep dish? Was it a, a thin crust? What was that? Uh, we had the Froman special. Or the, the special was like it's a bunch of. The one, one with the sausage in the crust. The yeah, yeah it basically yeah, it flattens it down. It's not real thick. It's a, it's about medium crust, but yeah. then it's mm-hmm. uh, they put uh, sausage around the outside, and you have you have pizzas with the cheese in the, the cheese in the crust. This is this right. is sausage in the crust. And then the other food news: uh, Seven Mile Cafe is open up north of. It's about seven miles north of downtown. <laughs> it's the uh, the same folks that have this you know better better breakfast restaurant that's in Keller and Denton mm-hmm. and uh, Highland Village, and now they have one in North Fort Worth. It's at uh, it's at the North Freeway. Uh, it, it's at Fossil Creek before you get to Western Center. So it's between the Chili's and the on the border. That's the best mm-hmm. I can tell you. But it is the same. People say, is that the same? Is that good place? In-? Yes, it is. That's a bigger, fancier version of the Seven Mile Cafe in Keller. Uh, it's a big breakfast cafe with elaborate pancakes and French toast. And it has a really good chicken fried steak and eggs. I mean, a Texas quality mm. Akaushi chicken fried steak. That uh, boy, I tell you, it, it is really. Like, you're talking Japanese beef. It's really, really <laughs> unusual chicken fried steak, mm-hmm. and it's really it's taken Texas, it's taken Mary's Cafe Texas tradition, and using an Akaushi beef with mm-hmm. it, and it's an excellent chicken fried steak. And this is only served at breakfast. So it's like East meets West type chicken fried East steak. East meets West chicken fried steak. Mm-hmm. It's it's really good. So that's on on North Freeway and Forth. So um, next week with the Rangers will be opening up. So you'll be having a Facebook live from uh, the, uh, yeah, uh, the Mon- Rangers concession. Yeah, yeah, Monday, uh, probably around 1230 or something like that. So the, watch the Star-Teller Facebook page for news they, about the new concessions this year. Yeah, they have a... Uh, I a, almost said Arlington State. <laughs> global Life, global global life, life Park. So, yeah, they have a, apparently a two-pound nugget, chicken nugget that they sell. A two-pound chicken nugget 
Yeah, it's just that, a, that, I think that's going to be a buzzard nugget. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, uh, you know, two pound nugget. I mean, I'm thinking it's just you know they they're taking a chicken breast or something like that. But is the chicken breast two pounds though? I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't know how they are coming. You know, <laughs> I'm a little worried about some of these giant things, these extreme things in concession stands. Nothing against Globe Life Park. I mean, I love you know going out the ball. But some of these like some of these foods, if it takes two people to carry it back to your seat, mm-hmm. you ought to worry about it. Maybe you pro- maybe you probably shouldn't have it. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, go out and have a good time. Well, we'll talk about that next week, and we'll be back with more Dallas Fort Worth food news. Watch, read us on dfw.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Eatsbeat and at TX Weekend Chef, and follow us on Facebook. And until next week for the Eatsbeat podcast, I'm Bud Kennedy and Steve Wilson. 